0: welcome to the earn your marks podcast presented by pro exam tutors the only podcast you need to pass the cfp exam and become a certified financial planner professional here's your host sev maneshian
1: okay well welcome to the earn your marks podcast i'm sev maneshian certified financial planner practitioner lead tutor and the founder of pro exam tutors and today, we are lucky enough to be born, uh, to be joined by Sasha Decker. Sasha is a CFP professional. She grew up in the Pacific Northwest and lives in the Seattle area. And after 14 years as a teacher, she made a career change just four years ago and began working in financial planning for a nationwide trust company. She passed the CFP exam in 2023, in March of 2023, and then received the marks in May. And today, she's being generous enough to share her strategies on how she passed the exam. So with that, Sasha, welcome to the Earn Your Marks podcast.
0: Thank you so much, Seth. I'm really uh, glad to be here, and I appreciate you inviting me on.
1: Well, I know a lot of, a lot of people are going to get a lot of benefit from hearing what you have to say. And I'll just mention to those that are listening or watching is that uh, you're you're pretty active on the candidate forum, which is great, but well, you had this fantastic post and I think you had about you know, five, six, seven different bullet points on how your strategies got you through the through the exam. And if I'm not mistaken, you were a one and done exam taker, right?
0: That's right, yep. Okay. Uh, very grateful to have passed on my first attempt, yeah. Yeah,
1: because it, it's a heck of an exam. Have you taken it at all? Uh, you know uh, how tough it can be, and uh, what I what I find interesting though is that of all the people I talk to, it seems like like the the one career where you know, people are switching over from is from the teaching profession. Like, you know, I guess what what did you teach before? Were you like elementary school, high school, Was it college level? I'm just curious.
0: Yeah, it is interesting. I think. I have seen multiple people make a change from teaching to financial planning, which in some ways it's not surprising because
1: Mm-mm. as
0: financial planners we are educating our clients and oh. we are take you know taking the opportunity to teach them and um, so the the skills are pretty transferable. I was actually primarily uh, an elementary school teacher, although I also had a uh, private tutoring um, off and on that I did. Anywhere from full time to just a couple hours a week. Uh, so I private tutored students of all ages up through high school. Okay, um, but my primary focus was uh, I was a fourth grade classroom teacher for a number of
1: years. So oh, got you. Okay, and currently, so my daughter's in fourth grade. So oh, a, nice.
0: <laughs> it's a good age.
1: My oldest, my oldest is in fourth grade. I should say. So um, oh, that's cool. Okay, now that's like uh, that is a. Uh, I guess what's the word we're looking for that it's a, almost like a seamless transition going from a teacher to a certified financial planner practitioner. Cause we, like you said, we're educators at the end of the day. And uh, I, I think if you have a little bit more of a education uh, background, it certainly helps in, in the financial services industry for, for sure. So Speaking of the industry, how did you get interested, particularly in the financial services industry, coming from a teaching background?
0: Yeah, it was a bit of an interesting path because when I decided it was time to make the career change, uh, honestly, I I didn't really know what I wanted to do next. So as I started investigating different ideas and different paths that potentially became open, I I realized that... Financial planning was an area where I felt I could really make a positive difference, and that was something that was so meaningful to me about teaching was feeling like I was making a, a positive difference in the world, truly helping people as I interacted with the kids. And so, in in financial planning, I realized that that would give me that same opportunity okay. uh, to be able to feel like I was making a positive difference and really helping people, and that was very important to me. So that was a natural draw um, to to. Feel like I was still going to be able to do the meaningful work. Yeah,
1: and get and probably get paid a little bit more too. So that is <laughs> uh, we, we well, we'll never know for sure. But if you had any four hundred three b questions, you ha- you probably aced those. I'm just imagining. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, or or I'm hoping, but we don't know. That that'd be nice, like on the CFP exam, to know how much you you've passed by. That oh, it be- sure would. <laughs> so, Uh, So I imagine, yeah, those 403B questions probably didn't pose too much of a challenge for you. But now speaking of challenges, coming from a background as a teacher or just any sort of career changer, let's say, what were the most challenging parts or let's say the topics? Where did you struggle the most? I can guess and I can probably guess with a good degree of accuracy, but I just want you to uh, explain to the listeners, okay, where did you get tripped up? And then before we get into your whole study uh, regime, I guess, or regiment, what was the big, biggest challenge for you, let's say?
0: Sure. Yeah. Well, um, to be completely honest, I okay. came into the field and I did not know anything um, okay. except that I wanted to learn it. Okay. So as I began my uh, my role, I came in as um, an an administrative support type of a person at my trust company, and I learned it from the ground up. So I began the the certification coursework very, very soon after joining the company, and I can't really say that there was one subject area that was the most difficult, because honestly, they were all completely new.
1: Um,
0: a- there were yeah. some that I found more interesting than others, uh, but as far as the difficulty level, I I would say um, they they were all equally fresh
1: material to me, so. They were all painful topics to go through and learn. <laughs>
0: I, there were painful elements to all of them, but also very interesting elements to all of them. And obviously, as you know, extremely practical, so mm-hmm. much practical knowledge right. that uh, I could apply to my own life. I mean, I remember after uh, taking the insurance class, I immediately investigated all my own insurance policies and I tuned a bunch of things up because I was like, hey, I've learned some stuff. I, I, I in, Insurance is something all, most people have in this country on some level of some type at least auto if nothing else right. and it gave me the opportunity to immediately apply the things that I learned in that class to my own life before I even had the opportunity to help clients with it so very okay. practical knowledge and I was glad to be obtaining it as I was doing the studying
1: so I'm glad you mentioned that because from an exam prep standpoint a pretty good way to dive into the details is look at your own home or renters or your car insurance or whatever type of you know life whatever that you have and then exactly you through, yeah and then, and then you can see the policy limits and then you can then you can see the breakdown there or you can see the terminology or if you look through a life insurance policy you can say oh wait a second this is a this is a cash value policy oh they're talking about dividend payout options so that's kind of interesting you know, we got acronyms for that and so on. Uh, right. Or, you know, I think I might have too much auto insurance, or not too much. Probably on the exam, they're they're probably looking for deficiencies in in uh, in insurance coverage and you know, the home, auto, what have you. But you can you can pick up on that old sub uh, on that type of thing too, just by looking at your policies as you're preparing for the exam. And then after all that studying is done, you get your marks and everything. Then you can go back to your policy and say, "Well, maybe I am paying too much, or I have too much, or too little of insurance." So you're very right. It's a very practical stuff that we're learning. Yeah, kind of cool. Kind of cool to apply that. Um, okay, so you you get you get interested in the in the industry. You're going to make this move to study for the CFP exam, and now it comes down to picking a provider. And you, know, you can mention the provider. You don't have to. It's, it doesn't. I don't think it really matters, but uh, did you have a list of the top two or three, or did you have uh, a friend or colleague that went through and said, "Okay, I went through, uh, you know, Kaplan or uh, Zon or something like that," and then you just hopped on with one of those providers, or did you do a pretty good amount of research before that you before you signed up? Uh,
0: yeah, good question. I honestly uh, went with the recommendation of a couple of my colleagues. Um, Two of my colleagues who had most recently passed the exam, they passed in 2019. So shortly after I had joined the company, uh, they uh both recommended Zahn. They okay. spoke very highly of just the way that it prepared them and they did the live review um through Zahn. And so I just I didn't do a whole lot of research. I thought, well, it worked for them and there's they're, they're giving it two thumbs up so that's what i went with and i actually did use Zon for the education portion as well as the live review i just it was working well for me so i just stuck with it
1: okay sounds good and just just so listeners know like i don't have a tie you don't have a tie to zon it's just oh no not a commercial for them it's just like and if you go on the candidate forum especially after each cycle you'll say people will get on there so i pass with this provider that provider i think students will will um have a certain amount of uh, uh, love for the provider. love for
0: who got them off across the finish line. Yep, it's pretty understandable. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> so okay. So that you know that that's uh, that's good to know that you just went on the recommendation and it worked out well. Now let's get to the the, the true uh, heart of the topic here. You had a certain number, let's just say uh, a year or so to pre- to prepare how did you, you know, what loosely, what was your schedule? You know, did you, did you follow if, if Zon provided you with a calendar study, did you follow that to the T or, you know, how did you go about with the, the whole studying process?
0: Sure. This is post uh, coursework, right? The actual review for the test.
1: Yeah. So now you get, yeah, yeah you go through the, the coursework and now you're in your final you know, do you want to call it, we can call it like the last, you know, eight to 10 weeks, eight to 12 weeks. Okay, right. So okay. It's it's crunch time now. So yeah. <laughs> uh, were you, were you studying in the morning in the evening uh, throughout the day? Like how did that work out for you?
0: Sure. Yeah. So I, so I took the exam in March and really by the end of September or so, so about five months in advance, I was getting started on my actual review study. I didn't want to cram Um, I just felt that that would be stressful and probably less productive than spreading it out. So I started early and I didn't, you know, I wasn't doing five hours a day for all of those months. Obviously I was trying to maintain some semblance of a life, even though I knew I was heading into a challenging season. Um, I tried to be sure to study every single day. And for myself, honestly, I found the morning hours very helpful. I know a lot of, uh, I've heard others say that one hour in the morning is worth two hours in the evening. And honestly, I believe that is true. And I'm saying that as someone who is not a morning person. Uh, I did not love getting up early and studying for an hour and a half before work.
1: But- (laughs) how early was early? If you don't mind me asking. How early
0: was early? Um, Early. Oh, around, for me, 6 a.m. is early.
1: Okay. (laughs) Gotcha. So let's
0: just say, yeah, somewhere between 545 and six was usually when I was getting up and getting going on my study. Okay. Um, and I, I, I felt that was really valuable, not only because there are no distractions in the morning, you know, it was just quiet around my house, and I could just really focus in on what I needed to do. But it was also helpful for those days when the work day itself was really stressful, because I was still working my full-time job, of course. And sometimes after a long day at work, you just really don't feel like putting in two hours in the evening of study. And no. so when that happened, I, it was not a stressor because I knew I'd already put in my couple of hours in the morning. And if I had the energy to do another hour at 7 PM, that was fine. But if I didn't, that was also okay.
1: You had the work in, you, you, you can check the box for that day and anything that you do in addition to that, that's great. But if not, you got the work in.
0: Right. And I had a goal of studying for at minimum 200 hours because that sent, tends to be the number tossed around uh, mm-hmm. as if you want to succeed, if you really want to increase your chances of succeeding, you need to get hit the books at least 200 hours. Yeah. Um, and so that was my goal. And being, I think it's fairly typical in this profession. Obviously not everyone's the same, but a lot of us are planner personality types, right? In addition to being financial planners um yep. who enjoy spreadsheets or keeping track of numbers, and I was definitely one of those. So I kept track of how many minutes I put in every day. Wow. and That's I cool. periodically added them up to make sure I was on track for my two hundred plus. I, love I, it. <laughs> I think I ended up with about two hundred and ten or something like that. So um, and that doesn't include the live review forty hours uh, during the intensive weekend, but just that includes just my own study.
1: Okay, and so, and if we have, you know, anyone listening or watching that is, let's say, kicking the tires, so to speak, on getting the CFP exam uh, behind them or sitting for it, when you talk about the 200 hours, you are, there. there's an education component uh, that we go through, and then there's this, I called it like the 8 to 12 weeks before the, the final stretch, so just to be clear you're talking these 200 hours are like the 200 hours in that eight to 12 week span where we're putting in all those hours to get prepared to sit for the exam you're 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 right right. component out of it
0: correct correct yeah i didn't that doesn't include the education i did spread it out like i said for longer than eight to 12 weeks i was let's say more more like 20 um yeah so you know, in the earlier period of that, I was trying to do about ten hours a week.
1: Yeah, and you, and I think you're the the way you went about doing it is 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 fine. I mean, it worked out obviously. The nice thing too, and I don't know how it is again like your your little uh, I guess area of the industry, but the business kind of starts to slow down. You know, around mid December, and right. then, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas and all of that, and then we get the New Year, and then then the week then the year kicks in, obviously. And then and then we're off to the races again. But uh, did you did you have a slowdown? Uh let's say toward the end of the year where you were studying more? Maybe
0: a bit, yeah. I mean, I was still putting in my okay. time at, at the office, of course. Um yeah. So, but yeah, there's potentially a little bit less uh, pressure, less stress at work during the those holidays, right? Like you say, not a lot of clients are gonna be calling in and wanting a, a bunch of Wanting to have a long conversation or have a bunch of work done at that time, they're busy with families.
1: Unless it's you know, depending again which part of the industry you're in, but you can have tax law, uh, tax law.
0: Yeah, year-end giving. Yeah, tax. Yeah, yeah. There's some stuff.
1: So all that, all that, (laughs) all that fun stuff. So okay, so your your like your golden hour was that that hour or two in the morning. Go to work all day. Come home dinner. Uh, if you can get more studying in that's that's great uh you know if when it came to the weekends were you doing time on Saturdays and Sundays were you taking Sunday like Saturday or Sunday off to relax a little bit how did the weekends
0: yeah no I did I decided as, as soon as I headed into this season Mm-hmm. Um, that I needed a day off every week. And that was just very practical for preserving some semblance of sanity, which is hard enough as it is in this season. Uh and I I needed to have a day where studying wasn't an option. So I could do things like hang out with my friends, get some stuff done around the house or yard read a book, watch a movie, you know, just relax. So I used Sundays for that. So I would I would study on Saturdays, maybe a little bit more, maybe let's say three hours or something like that. But I would try to still do some non-work things on Saturdays as well. I never did a marathon eight-hour study session. To me personally, that just didn't seem like it was gonna pay good dividends. No. Um, and then Sundays were off. And I actually did, until the week or two before the test, I actually also took Friday evenings off because yeah. i told myself saturday i can study as much as i feel i need to uh friday friday evening is you know happy hour with my coworkers or going out for a movie uh, to see a movie with some friends or or having people over for dinner or something like that just something social uh non-stress and then i'll make up for it on saturday if i feel i need to um I... so so friday friday evenings and sundays were my Sanity time.
1: Those were sanity days. See, I, I did yeah. those and I've mentioned it in other episodes. Like I I if I had to do it again, thank god I'm not gonna have to, or at least I don't think so. But if I if I had to do it again, I would take a, a day off because I went from January all the way through what September is when the coursework was over, and then I had uh or end of August, say so maybe then I had September and October and a little bit of November. And I, and I had two days off the whole time. Like I oh, just,
0: yeah. too I was, intense.
1: you know, anxiety, I was so ridden with anxiety. It was like, oh my God, I've got to pass. I mean, I yeah. want to pass it. It's a lot of work. You know, if the employer is not paying, there's a lot of cost involved too. So you got all this pressure. Then too, is like, you don't want to go back in the office if you don't do well. And people are like, you're going to think that they're going to, you know, think that you failed or something like that. Uh, or if you did fail, you might, you know, might beat yourself up over it or whatever, yeah. even though you didn't, yeah. it's a very difficult exam. There's a roughly, you know, what, 55, 60% pass rate for, for a reason. So I'm glad that you, that you took that time off again, you know, obviously it, it worked well, it worked well for you. Um, Did you, did you have any sort of, um, I guess, strategies or specific strategies or tricks that helped you with very difficult topics and it could be something as simple as like you know you called up a couple colleagues that passed the exam were were there areas of the exam that you really struggled and then had to go outside of the books to to kind of figure try to figure out
0: yeah um i so there are a few different ways i approached that but i would say honestly the most helpful uh thing you mentioned colleagues I formed a study group with uh, several guys in my area who I actually found on the candidate forum I I had posted on there and I said hey I'd I'd really love to meet up with some other people in my area who are studying for this and I know a lot of people do zoom study groups to me I just really wanted face-to-face I just thought I spend so much time on zoom for work anyway you know I'd like to sit across people so I connected with Yeah. So I connected with three guys um who live in my area okay. and we met weekly. Um sometimes we were on Zoom, but we tried to do it in person when we could. And they were really great. You know, when you're sitting down a group of four people, everyone's gonna have different strengths and different areas where they struggle or find it confusing. And yeah. we we started by going through each of the subject areas one per week and um go talking over practice questions you know especially ones that gave us difficulty and then after that after we had completed going through all of those then we just started when we would get together we would bring topics like hey this area is confusing to me I'm struggling to comprehend or I I need some strategies for remembering how to do this calculation and we would just share uh with each other give each other the chance to explain our thought processes because explaining something out loud to someone else is a very good way to remember it. uh, when you're feeling a little fuzzy on it. Uh, so we would, yeah. And then, and then they were also just great moral support. I mean, we were all facing the same challenge and we all understood each other's stress levels and just what each other was experiencing. So being able to collaborate with those guys, um, and you know help each other out in areas where we were struggling was really valuable and honestly it's been really cool since so all four of us passed which was very exciting oh, um four. you know oh, going nice. into it we were kind of like oh man statistics are against us four out of four you know yeah it's like
1: two of us won't be you know, t- two two and a quarter <laughs> of us won't be here or will be yeah. here Uh, And it was
0: funny. The day the first one of uh, us went to his test, we had all agreed beforehand we weren't going to talk about how we did until we were all done because we didn't want to, you know, put pressure on each other. It was stressful enough. And then there was this. But we we asked him to just tell us about the practicalities of, you know, checking in at the testing center and stuff Mm -hmm. like that just to get a sense for it. So there was an email came in from him at like 2.30 p.m. his test today. And. He just finished it off with something like, go get them. You got this. And so everyone else, of course, was like, you passed, right? You passed. Oh, nice, nice. (laughs) So it didn't stay secret for long. We all we were all too excited to share. But um, but anyways, the really cool thing about it is we're actually still in touch and we're actually meeting up monthly. We're all at different firms um, from around the area, but we are continuing to collaborate because after going through that together, you know, you kind of make a bond, I guess. But uh, we just realized it was great to have. Friends and colleagues in different, com- at different companies in the industry, and right. be able to share share ideas. And so we just, yeah, we just met up again a couple days ago, and and we said, hey, it's been a year since we first met each other. We got to keep doing this every month. We're gonna keep seeing I each love other. It. It's been great. We're friends now. It's very cool.
1: Yeah, that's like that happened with me because after we had a you know live class downtown downtown Chicago, and then we, uh, it, it was two other guys, so we would just go out and. Uh, just basically get something to eat and have a couple of drinks or whatever and then and but we would be exchanging ideas on the class usually we we're, were just complaining about how difficult it was yeah,
0: right right yeah you know, we,
1: we stayed we stayed in touch for uh, in uh, you know probably like for for 10 years and then you know like kids come along and all that stuff so, so it gets harder to keep up with with people but um it's it's invaluable and for students on on podcasts on videos i'm always suggesting you guys have to go out there and get a small study group together like even if it's even if it's just one other person now when you're verbalizing this stuff and you're t- you're going back and forth and it's like yeah you know i don't understand this income tax thing. stuff one person can say one thing and then something clicks and then and then you're good to go from there exactly. uh, and also too from like the you know it's like a almost like an emotional support group in a sense because yeah it's very taxing i mean it, it's yeah. there's a lot there most of the people taking the exam you know just like you were were working and then you know people have family ob- uh, obligations and so on so yeah it's good yeah have-
0: the, you need that support you really do and i think sometimes some people try to just tough it out and say oh you know this isn't this is no big deal no just just be realistic it's very difficult yeah and taxing and it's stressful and it's a mind game it really oh, is yeah. Um and and acknowledging that and acknowledging that you need to have other people uh, coming alongside you in various ways just to help you get through the mind game aspect mm-hmm. of it, if nothing else, it's really important. I had, you know, I had that study group and then I also had a couple of my colleagues who were looking at it from the other side of the exam, having successfully passed, one of okay. whom uh, had had to take it twice, you know, did not pass his first attempt, the other one of whom did pass his first attempt. Happened um, so long. And both of them were just just uh, also invaluable coming at it from the perspective of this is doable, but also understanding where I was at in terms of the stress and being able to coach me through and, you know, laugh about some of the complexities of some of the questions and just give me some moral support um an encouragement from the perspective of someone who had already made it successfully through because you kind of you need that role model who is living proof that this thing can be beaten <laughs> um and is and is understands where you're at and um and the, so their their support was extremely valuable to me too i would just sometimes you know stick my head in one of their offices and just say i'm i'm losing my mind i'm so stressed i'm losing my mind <laughs>
1: And they probably said, "Hang with it." It's almost yeah.
0: They were like, "That's normal. That's Uh normal." If you weren't, then something would probably be wrong.
1: (laughs) Yeah. See, like I was, I was not in a class where uh, I actually had a very interesting class where where two grown adults were at each other's throat. It was like very uncomfortable, (laughs) but they're at each other's throats. I mean, I'm like, okay, you guys have to settle down so much so that they actually kicked one student out of the class. That's how interesting it got. So the
0: the stress was coming, coming out. Yeah.
1: I don't know what this one guy, I don't think it was stress. It was maybe a (laughs) personality thing. It's like, (laughs) take it easy, but you know, even if, you know, you're, you're lucky enough to have people in your office, but I would stress, Hey, even if it's like a little zoom uh, a group that you or a group that you put together over zoom and if it's just one or two other people that's 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 hugely uh it's a huge huge help so yeah uh, but that's okay so that that certainly helped now um uh, let's say the the as we get closer to the exam date you're I don't know, let's say you're a couple weeks out were mm-hmm. you still on your Uh, were you still on your hour to two in the morning or did you really ramp things up, you know, two to three weeks out, let's say, did anything, did, did anything change a lot?
0: Yeah. So the last few weeks I ramped it up quite a bit. I was still doing my hour and a half or so in the morning, but then I was also ensuring that I did, let's say another hour and a half in the evening. Okay. Um, And then, I had my live review session uh, pretty close to my exam date. I I got home from my live review about ten days before my test, so it was it okay. was kind of coming up on real crunch time. I uh, I had to fly to my live review. There wasn't a Zon one offered in my area, so I okay. flew to San Francisco for that, and I was down there for the four days, the four four ten hour days, which was actually quite nice. I mean, honestly, because there was nothing else to do but just soak it in during those sessions. And, you know, I was just at the hotel and I was able to really stay focused and um, the instructor was great. So, you know, that was a really positive experience, even though it was stressful. Mm -hmm. And then when I got home from that, you know, my my, uh, provider had a lot of additional uh, practice questions to do. And I had my live review book to go back through and review all my notes from that. So during those last 10 or so days before the test. Uh, my manager was very gracious in allowing me to come into work late, so I came in two hours later, um, and I would highly recommend that people who are preparing for this test talk with their manager about something like that, you know, during those last few weeks. There need to be, you know, if at all possible, there need to be some accommodations made because, and your manager wants you to pass, obviously, so, you know, he or she That's is probably going to be willing to, to work with you. Absolutely. Uh, So my manager allowed me to come in two hours later than our usual opening time. So I was able to spend about four hours a morning studying during those last 10 days. And that allowed me to do all the additional practice questions that I had um, post live review and review my notes and then go through everything. So I did that. And then honestly, the day before the test, I had been um, advised to do this and I did. I took it off um, as in off studying. Uh, I still went into the office for, for a few hours, but um, I, I decided, you know, I've learned everything I can learn, and I'm as ready yeah. as I'm going to get, and so th- that final day was just a day off, and I felt a little bit at sea, because I was like, what am I doing? I'm not studying. What's happening? <laughs>
1: but, I know. I feel uh, it feels weird, and you feel anxious, and you're like, I got to study up to the last minute, because I have to tell you, the day before I was just advise students I'm like look just take that last day off before you need the the rest I think I looked at a handful of note cards in the morning the day before I'd taken the day off yeah I looked at like I don't know maybe two or three and I go if I don't know it now forget it this yeah it's
0: (laughs) it's too late
1: (laughs) you know you can get I think you can get away with that in high school maybe a lesser much lesser degree in college but not for this exam it's just not
0: No, it's, it's not, not a cramming exam. <laughs> no,
1: not not at all. So no. but great. Well, you know um I think I mean what you've shared are some some excellent strategies and and tips. Are there any uh, final things that you want the listeners to to know or anything that you can impart on them that that might get them over uh over that uh, very difficult exam or you know, or do you think that's I don't know if you can reach way back. I don't know if it's painful to reach back to to see. But I mean, looks like you had a great um uh le- le- let's say a, a five-month plan. It's usually about eight to eight to twelve weeks, but for you by by taking that little bit more time, it certainly worked out. Um, you kept yourself mentally focused, mentally sharp, and then you kept yourself from getting exhausted emotionally or mentally or however you want to say it so uh, I guess any any last words of advice for those that are listening
0: yeah I would say um, this exam can be passed Mm -hmm. but it's a slog I mean and you have to be realistic and you have to you have to hold yourself to realistic standards Uh, yes you're going to have to work very hard and you better work very hard if you want to pass because it's no joke Um, but on the other hand, you need to be, you need to be kind to yourself. If you're not kind to yourself, it's going to fall apart mm-hmm. um, because it's very difficult and, um, and it's okay to feel like you're going to fall apart while you're taking this. And that's what I've been telling the people that are in, in that I've encountered that are in my life that are, have this exam still in their future Is, you know, because I remember so many times while I was preparing for this, I studied. I was I've always been a you know pretty focused studier. So getting the hours in, that was just a grind, but that was fine. I knew it was just a season. But the mental and emotional stress I would say came as a surprise to me because I'm usually I've always just been, you know, I'm generally pretty, pretty tough minded and that type of thing. And I just didn't know how difficult it was gonna be, like I said earlier, the mind game aspect. So I would say um just an awareness that that's an element to this test and you need other people around you to support you to get through that side of the the grind
1: um, but- and it's definitely certainly possible i mean to switch switch careers we have a lot of career switchers i mean here i mean you were you were in a totally different career as an as a teacher i mean you're 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 teaching 10 year olds and then i mean now you pass this this exam so uh, I know we've talked about how difficult it can be, but really, you can come from any background. And, oh, for sure. Uh, if uh, I
0: can do it, anyone can do it. Because, like I said, I mean, I, I didn't know anything when I first joined the field, and obviously, like I said, I was working in an administrative support while I learned it. But you know, after I started my administrative support job at the at this trust company, I, honestly, the first thing I did was go out and buy investments for dummies.
1: Ah, great! <laughs> I was
0: like. I don't. I don't know anything. I got to start learning this stuff, you know. So this was before I started my CFP coursework, obviously. But you know, you have to start somewhere. And like I say, and like you say, it's it's definitely it is doable for a career changer. Um, no doubt. And uh, and it's and it's and it's great. It's a it's a really rewarding uh, field to change into. Um, I think it's interesting. I know a lot of people make a career change into financial planning, and I and I was pondering why recently. Um, and I think there's, uh, it's a, it's a great field to move into because it requires a lot of work. It requires a lot of study. It's not just a slapdash, you know, I can move into this with no, no practice and no preparation. It's not like that at all, but it's also doable. It's not going to take, it's not like deciding to become a surgeon when you're 40,
1: Uh, you know,
0: you you can, you can do it and, um, you can become successful and knowledgeable and an expert. Um, in the time that you have left so in your career you know pre-retirement so it's a great field to move into
1: you're absolutely correct very well said and Sasha I I definitely thank you very much I know those listening and watching thank you very much for sharing your strategies on how to pass the CFP exam you know regardless of your background like you said or your credentials you can do this And then I just want to give a reminder, you know, if you found, if those of you listening, watching, found this information to be helpful, you know, please please let me know with a like and a comment. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, If you know someone that can benefit from this knowledge, you know, please be kind, share this with them as well. And uh, thank you again. And and good luck to all of you. Good luck to you, Sasha. It was great having you on. I'm sure we'll talk again uh, sometime soon.
0: Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure.
1: Same here. Take care.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Earn Your Marks podcast. For more information or to get in touch, visit us at ProExamTutors.com.